everybody welcome to another segment of Tony's show and today I'm running a little late sorry uh, there will be a live stream later on today at 6 o'clock uh, Eastern so just to let everybody know uh, so uh, again I've been just running a little bit behind a lot of things have been going on anyway I'm gonna kind of touch on the live stream and bring up to bring us up to date on some of the other things and <clears throat> Uh, I want to show in this particular show, in this segment, that we have had an accumulative effect in our lives, in our environment, in every element that you can think of. And in this aspect of our, our expo exposure to you know, this accumulation of different things that have been going on, what has been going on as well at the same time is that people have, uh, can't, can't keep up. They just, they just can't keep up. And what winds up happening in, in this instance, a lot of times, you know, <clears throat> I've been at this game for a long time and I've been helping people, finding solutions and healing and different things. And as a guy who does alternatives, I have had to evolve because the, the assault on health has also devolved. In other words, it's gotten worse. And the impact of what's causing these health issues to occur has been an accumulative effect on epigenetics, on the environment, on our food, on our air, and now on our very soul and our very bodies directly by governments and agencies throughout the world uh, propagating this illusionary boogeyman that doesn't exist. And in reality, what they're doing is they've got everybody focused on a boogeyman. And in reality, they are using experiments to exploit everyone's ignorance. So as a result, we have the Wuhan flu. I was listening to an East Indian uh, news, uh, and they called it the Wuhan flu. And there's now another new Wuhan outbreak. The Omicron is, and is spreading like fire across China. And, you know, the Chinese are going to die. And, oh, the Chinese are going to die. And they're going to die, those Chinese. And, oh, you know, this, this nonsense of, of spreading this drama. It's going to come back to the West again. They use China and they did this. They're doing the same thing again. They're using China as a prototype. To, and they're studying how the Chinese government is implicating fear tactics and manipulations and whatever. And then they'll bring them to Canada and the United States and the rest of the Western world. Australia, New Zealand. And then the governments that you have, we have, respectively. They're not governments. They're just puppets being controlled by the WEF and the WHO and the UN and... God knows who else, Lucifer himself probably, you know, hey, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. And they, okay, you know, that kind of thing. They'll bring that shit over here. So I'm going to tell you now, ahead of the game, you may want to get stocked up because this, this time it may take a little longer, if, if at all, if they ever go back to retracting anything that they're going to do. There may not be a retraction this time. And as I stated... You know, I got a call from friends of mine down in Arizona, and they were saying that they're now having problems with respiratory issues, and they feel it's airborne. And I've been, and I said this on many shows that the next assault is going to be is going to be aerosoling. Um, 
And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they drop, and this is my call, based on my research, that the next wave of assault coming is going to be a genetic assault. All the, and again, this is, and I, this is sort of carryover from the last live stream, that all these PCR tests that they take in has collected DNA. And what I think they're doing is they're corresponding to data. Those people who are still alive after the third injection and those who, uh, you know, who have died. And now I believe they're going to have a designer, a designer assault on people who've had PCR tests that are still living. You may have not taken a jab. You may not have done anything else but done a PCR test. And that's all they needed was your DNA so they can now target you specifically and as I stated many times anyone who's got a cell phone today is like playing Russian roulette with five chambers loaded with bullets and one empty so the chances of you getting that one empty the odds are not in your favor so when we're looking at the next phase you know they are going to further further curtail or you know, call the population further. And based on what they're seeing in China now, because they're going to expect resistance, well, at least 5% of Canadians are going to resist. The other 95% are going to go, oh, okay, well, you know, okay, we don't want no trouble. We'll, we'll obey. We'll grab our ankles. Did you bring the soap? <laughs> yeah, some people may get mad at what I'm saying, but it's the reality. It's reality. And I was talking to somebody else doing alternatives and we were having a discussion about you know what you know what we should be doing and, and if we can and this can be changed. At, at this stage of the game it's not going to be changed because people have become so complicit. And again the apathy in this country is unbelievable. So I, I don't foresee any major change unless, you know, there's a you know, a trumpet from God saying, Hey, charge the enemy kind of thing and maybe then they'll listen, who knows? But anyway, the point is that the next wave is going to be more serious. Again, following the genetics and the DNA that's been going on, and following the fact that most of these doctors are talking about all these things that they're talking about, they have no idea what they're doing, what they're actually looking at. Most of them are just goose. And all you're seeing is a bunch of celebrity doctors coming on, t on the airways to whatever pod or whatever, you know, coming up and, and just entertaining the general population. They're not even looking for an answer, really. Because all they've done is looked at a symptomology. And this is always the case with allopathic medicine. They never, ever go after the cause. Because if they go after the cause of a problem, the AMA, the CMA, and any other medical association that, that in its respective countries, the, C, the uh, FDAs and all the rest, you know, they will shut them down, they will strip them of their license, they will, again, eradicate them out of the medical field. So they comply. They comply. So I was talking to my buddy down in Arizona, and I told him what was going on here. He says, why don't, you know, how come, wouldn't it be just as easy if they picked up a gun and fought? I says, yeah, they would, but it'll never happen here. <laughs> never, never happened. So, um, the mentality is different here. That's all, it's, and that's one of the reasons why. But anyway, I digress. The 
concept here is that all the doctors that had that know that know this is all bullshit and that know that we're dealing with synthetic biology which again they're not talking in that term this is what i'm saying people medical the medical is 30 years behind easily 30 years behind and they're still using the same procedures and the same simplistic perspectives of just dealing with the end result the symptomology rather than the cause as you know if you've been if you're alive and you're real you're you're one of god's creations rather than one of their robotoids whether one of their synthetic uh, bots that they built if you have looked around you they haven't cured anything 19th century haven't cured nothing to this day they haven't cured nothing they're all their injections have done is nothing but kill or, or uh, debilitate people with their experiment it's all it's done it hasn't stopped them from getting infected in fact they're saying this one here even if you got the shot even if you got the shot you're not safe you can still catch it what is good is it this whole method this whole system that they're using is an abysmal failure yet they're still running with it the governments of the world are still paying pfizer moderna and all the rest of the the pharmaceutical companies to keep on running with a a uh, a method that isn't working do you remember how this all got started three years ago? Oh, it's a two-week curb. And all the politicians, you know, little turtle Trudeau and Mr. Biden and his, you know, band of Democrats. Oh, it's safe. It'll protect you from getting infected. Oh, you'll know, you won't have to worry about the infection. It'll protect you. Oh, it'll do a good job. Oh, you won't have to worry. Blah, 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 blah. And then you still have to wear a mask. And then after what, the third event oh you need to get another one this one doesn't work for that one anymore oh you gotta go get another shot pfizer needs more money <laughs> moderna needs a, needs their cut too so does astrazeneca and jansen and jansen we just need to give them more money <laughs> and ronald reagan signed away any any litigation that could be used against the pharmaceutical companies. That's, I mean, like I said, this has been an accumulative effect just in the, in the medicine. And a lot of you can't get well. You know, you, you try all the different methodologies and they got all these gadgets and gadgets out there. They don't do fuck all either. You know, and then what winds up happening is because, again, the gadgets and gadgets are only dealing with symptomologies. I don't know how many people I've talked to over in, in the past have used all kinds of devices, Rife devices, yeah, Scalar devices, all kinds of devices, and they still cannot resolve the issue. You hear about a story about a guy, you know, used this and he beat, beat whatever, and then you find out later he never beat it. It just, it just, it just uh, subdued the problem because it, it subdued the symptom, but it didn't fix the cause. So the... Again, the reason why a lot of things don't work anymore like they used to because there's been an accumulative effect in the epigenetics of our environment. 
Okay, I was looking at something with microplastics. Microplastics that have been put in the ground for over 60 years. And when they did an analysis of the plastics in the, and just the earth, just in the ground itself and dump sites and, and, and whatever they've been deposited, they have found how they break down through oxidation and whatnot and then how they spread throughout the soil and then how they saturate the environment. So now you try it, the, the, uh, the effect of that leaks into the water table, leaks into the air, the particles are released into the atmosphere and you wind up with different types of cancers that are usually endocrine related as a result of this accumulative effect of 60 years of dumping shit into the earth. So, then you go to a, a allopath, he can't fix you. You go to a naturopath, he can't help you, or she can't help you. Let's keep it, you know, I'm trying to keep it equal here. Everyone will then say, you're not equal. Okay, the she and the he, naturopath, can't, herbologist, they can't help you either. You know, uh, um... Aromatherapists can't help you. Either. Then you go to these energy healing people, and there and again, it best best you get is a, a subdued, <laughs> a su subdued symptomology, and then eventually it cracks through. Because the environment you're in is is full of shit, literally. Okay, back in the 60s and 50s, the reason why a lot of things were not happening back then, and why people started to live longer is because the environment was cleaner. Water was cleaner, the air was cleaner, the land was cleaner. There was actual actual um, intentions and act actions to clean up the environment and to reduce the, the impact of, of uh, pollution on the environment and as a result people started living longer. Now, if you were in an industrial city, for instance, like Pittsburgh or Detroit or Toronto, Montreal, um, or any place else where you had a heavy industry and polluting very heavily, people in those respective areas wound up most of the time with cancer. Now, we know that the, um, the cancer remedies are locked away, you know, with whoever's got them. They don't want to release them because if they release them, you'll live longer. And the key to cancer, because all cancer is, is an overloading of the body with pollutants that causes the DNA and cells and tissues to mutate. Once you clean up the body, once you remove the distortions that are causing the anomalies to take effect on the genetic code or on the, on the tissues or on the cells, the body can heal. They say you can't beat cancer. They're full of shit, all of them. You can beat cancer. You can beat it every time. It doesn't mean it went into remission once you get out of having cancer. It means that you've beaten it and you got reinfected or you got re-exposed to whatever may have caused the cancer in the first place. If you're growing a, a crop on a farmer's field and they've got a landfill that's not too far away from those farmer's fields, that landfill will eventually, over time, leak into those farmer's fields and, the, and then the pollutants that are in the soil or in the water table will now be uptake, uh, taken up by those plants and now you have those carcinogens in those plants so when you eat them thinking, oh, I'm eating, I'm eating orgasmically organic, I'm eating vegetables, I'm eating fruit, I'm eating, you know, whatever. I'm eating, you know, clean natural meat, I'm eating clean natural chickens, but if the livestock 
and the poultry are being fed with contaminated water or food as a result of the, the exposure of plastics or, again, now to take it to a whole new level of pollution on the ground with nano, nanotechnology and or nanodust from the uh, chemtrails. Now, for those of you who don't believe in chemtrails, okay, let me break it down for you in more simplistic terms for you. When you're driving a car or a bus or any kind of uh, internal combustion engine, it releases what? Pollution. Now, you have an airplane up in the sky, so if you don't believe that they're chemtrailing, that's okay. We, you know, I'll, I'll pacify you. I'll pat you on the back and say, okay, you know, I'll go easy on you. The airplanes that have been spraying in the sky, if you want to call that exhaust, that's not condensation. Anybody with two brain cells can see that's not, common, that's not condensation. Condensation is water vapor. Now, if the Earth above us in North America is at minus 40 Celsius or Fahrenheit and hot water vapor hits the air, it will crystallize that, that steam or the, that water into a crystal and it will dissipate instantly. But if you have an exhaust coming out of the airplane, that's a whole different ballgame because some of that petrol exhaust coming out would have solvents in it which then would keep it from crystallizing. Imagine that. Now that pollution from the airplane eventually would come down on the earth within 22 to 23 hours. It is landing everywhere. And if you see the sky loaded with lines and trails and patterns, that's a heavy accumulation of environmental toxins that are going to cause epigenetic damage to the food supply. There are no organics. So however way you want to look at it, the fields and the air are being inundated with particulate matter that is, can be highly carcinogenic and can cause a variety of an array of health issues in your body. When I was living in Arizona, they were saying that the, the military air force that was flying the airplane over the Colorado River were dumping airplane fuel into the Colorado River. Where do you think that went? Who do you think was drinking that water? Imagine that. Carcinogens in the airplane fuel alone would cause all kinds of respiratory damage, brain damage, liver damage, spleen damage, skeletal damage, DNA damage, heart failure, cancers, uh, intestinal damage. And the list goes on and on and on. Now imagine, imagine, it's not, it's not just Arizona. It's not just Arizona. I live in Windsor, Ontario. Okay, I, we have Detroit right beside us. We have the incinerator that Detroit uses that doesn't have the proper electrostatic stacks to, f to break down the nanoparticles that they're burning uh, more efficiently. So Amherstburg, right across the river, not even a mile away, gets all that shit from the incinerator dumped in Amherstburg, which causes, again, an epigenetic effect on their health. So I'm just dealing with pollutants that we are familiar with, that we all know about, that we all accept is real. Whether you want to, you can contend chemtrails, you can contend a lot of things, but this is a reality. You know, along, along North America, we got coal burning stacks still burning today, releasing all kinds of carbon, uh, 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 charcoal dust, which has radioactive materials in it, which has car uh, black carbon in it, and you're breathing that in. That's like breathing in straight asbestos. 
So when we're looking at the general pollutants that we've all known just in the last 70 to 80 years from the 1940s to current, current times, and all the accumulative effect of all that waste matter that is in the ground, it's in the soil, which leaks into the rivers and streams, which leaks into the sewer system, which leaks into the water supply. And you have to understand the water filtration systems today are not current and are able to remove hormonal materials. All these women that have been taking birth control for the last 50 years, where do you think that estrogen is winding up or the progesterone is winding up when they take a pee? Think about that. Hey, you got a city of what? Five million people, five million women. All going to the toilet, all on birth control because they don't want to have babies. They take a pee, they take a dump, they flush the toilet. Where do you think that's going? <laughs> oh, it's going into the water filtration system, which, by the way, they can't filter out. Imagine that. So now a guy goes and gets a glass of water out of his tap, and guess what he's drinking? Dun, 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 dun. Women's piss. Because <laughs> it didn't get filtered. Nobody thinks this way. Nobody sees things this way. You know, we're so caught up in the current agendas of today that we, we don't realize that we have an accumulative effect that's been going on. And as a result, our genetic codes have been changed. The way we think has been changed. The way we feel has been changed. The way we address things has been changed. And it's not because we've gotten smarter. It's because we've been impacted and affected by these, these environmental toxins that we have been, again, either consuming in one form or another, exposed to in one form or another, breathing the stuff in in one form or another. And every region of a country or every region of a nation or every region of a continent has different uh, expo expose to whatever is in the environment. When I went down to New Zealand years ago and I learned about Brotofocum 1080, I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. This is it's one of the most lethal um, things they use for rodents. And the cancer content in New Zealand is extremely high with women, especially with breast cancer. And when that goes into the water table, even the sharks won't come near the shore. Again, there has been an accumulative effect over decades of this being used just in New Zealand. And if you look at any country in the world, doesn't matter, Germany, France, Spain, Portugal, Italy, you know, uh, the Netherlands, Russia... They're all using things that they've been using for decades upon decades, and this has accumulated. The, the latest thing that, that we don't talk about anymore, because we've been completely distracted with this, this you know, phony baloney horse shit that will be soon coming over here from China, is the glyphosate, which again, is, it stays in the soil for seven years. Just one coating. So if every year you're adding more glyphosate to the soil, how long is that going to take for that to break down finally? And how much of that is now seeping into the, into the food supply? How many of you have noticed that your kids, you know, five and under, are having problems with respiratory issues, having problems with digestive issues, having problems with skin issues, having problems with mental issues, having problems with breathing 
We're producing a generation of dysfunctional people that, again, are going to have major dysfunctions throughout their whole lives because the very foundation of their, of their, of their lives are being exposed to carcinogens that in the long term, which again, isn't that going to be that long for them, by the time they're 30, most of them will be dead. There's no nutritional value in the food anymore. The soil has been completely corrupted. They said that in the United States alone, by 1936, the nutrient value of the soil had become completely depleted because there was no rest in the soil. And now all the chemicals they're putting back in the soil is just so that the, the plants that they are growing, calling them a crop, will have the basic essentials so that they will grow. But for a plant to have the proper nutritive, nutritive value, it has to have a full complement of minerals just so that the, the plants themselves can carry the proper charge to, to ensure life. Putting three components in a plant is, not, is a weed, basically. And weeds have more nutritional value than the, than the crops we're eating. And they too are heavily polluted. You know, how many times, how many, year, how many years have people been spraying dandelion? You know, with some sort of weed killer. Dandelion is one of the best superfoods you could eat. Pound for pound, nutritionally wise, antioxidant wise, it is one of the top plants you, everybody should be eating. Instead, everybody's trying to kill the damn thing. You want to add that pristine green lawn. You want to be able to play golf on your lawn. You want to be able to have that scenic view of your grass. And that grass does absolutely F.A. for you. You sit there, you watch it, you cut it. You, again, it's resource wasteful. If you got a house with a front and backyard, you should be growing things that you can eat, not look at as a decorum. And if you have things that you can grow that you can eat, it will also help, in, again, Finding some of the air pollution. How many of you got trees in your yard? And how many of those trees look like shit today? For a tree to be sick in today's time, it would mean that over decades it has been doing its job filtering and it's been now overloaded, okay, in its job to keep the environment non-toxic. And when you see trees dying and having uh, fungi on them or having some sort of metallic material on them, where did that come from? Oh, wait. Could it have come from an airplane? Could the residual exhaust from the airplane have landed on a tree and coated that tree for decades and decades until it choked the life out of that tree? Could that have happened? Or was it a, was it a bio, not necessarily a bio, biological, but it could have been. How about some, how about nano particulates being released from an airplane barium aluminum strontium thorium radioactive materials you know silver aluminum and about maybe 50 other materials on a nano scale coating these trees day in and day out how many of you have seen the black spots on trees on the leaves all kinds of black material all over the place where do you think that came from? Did it just fall out of the sky? Did a UFO fly by and shit out the back end and this stuff landed all over the ground here? You know. <laughs> a 
Those damn Martians, they shit on us. <laughs> Is that what happened? And then you see these trees all of a sudden die. How many of you have seen fruit trees like peach trees, plum trees, uh, apricot trees, cherry trees, um, chestnut trees, mulberry trees, or whatever is in your specific environment, you know, they look, they, they're not producing fruit anymore. Or the fruit they're producing is all mutated and gnarled. Where do you think that happened? What, what caused that? Could it have been decades and decades of dumping stuff from the atmosphere down to the ground? The rivers and streams, how many, you know, when you were a kid, most of you, how many you know, used to see fish swimming in a stream? And now what do you see? Black shit in the water. Okay. These are all epigenetic factors that, again, nobody takes into consideration. Over decades and decades and decades of, you know, uh, buildup that has been accumulating in the soil and in the air. You know, when we look at, for instance, I live in Canada, and Canada's a big country. It's, it's, it's larger than the United States. It's the second largest landmass next to Russia. And we don't think that Canada can be saturated with pollution, but it is. The damage is being done by mining. The damage is being done by drilling for petrol. The damage is being done by lumber, lumbering. It's insane what has gone on in this country. And then on top of that, you go up into northern Ontario where the mines, there have been a lot of abandoned mines. They take spent uh, ra um, rods from these reactors and they dump them into those mines in that environment. People don't realize that you've got these radioactive rods that are emitting high levels of radiation from them that eventually, again, seep into the environment and all of a sudden, you've got a population of people that are dying. Trees start to die. The environment starts to die. The, the fish in the lakes and streams start to die. Birds start to die. And nobody can figure out this anomaly. And then when the media gets involved, they always jade the truth. They always say, well, we found that, you know, there was this blah da dee blah da da Now we've cleaned it all up and everything should be back to normal. Again, and you only see maybe a week, three days of this news item. And after that, you'll hear nothing about it anymore. Yet, the area is still decaying. The area is still dying. Again, my point is, when we're looking at health today... We don't think in terms of what did we do 30 or 40 years ago? What were we exposed to 30 or 40 years ago? What's in our system that we've been exposed to that far back that has now somehow or another become activated because we're older and the immune system that we once had is weaker and worn out? Nobody thinks that way. And then... Like I said, people go to whoever they're going to to have something to administer some assistance to. And unless you got somebody who really understands the nature of epigenetics today correctly and how that can impact your health, majority of the time, a lot of things that you're hearing today is repeated material that was talked about 50 and 60 years ago and, and it's being rerun. Now, and then what happens, I get the emails, did you see this, did you see that, blah, did he, blah, and I tell them all the time. 50 years ago, that may have worked, not today. 
And I'm beginning to understand something too. It's taken me a little while. But I sometimes think that we're all in different time paradoxes. Because I'll get somebody talk to me about certain things that is like way, way, way outdated. And I'm like at a loss why they're, but then that's where they're at. That's where, this is where they're getting involved or this is the time that they've gotten involved with and this is where they started. Other people are a little bit backward in time too, but in a different way. And they're looking at things that they are being told was, is, is or uh, can be helpful in being healthy. Some things that they're talking about have, will have no effect on today's uh, uh, expose to whatever epigenetics you're dealing with. When people are telling me they're using these energy devices, like you always tell them all the time, you know what, using an energy device doesn't mean anything. If you're not, if you're not considering the nano poison you have already inside your body, and a lot of people don't want to deal with that. And then I don't, and again, I've given up trying to tell people, uh, you know, or trying to convey what's going on in that regard. I just let them hit the wall. I figured, you know what, talking is a waste of time with most people because they don't understand the nature of assembly, the nature of being exposed to something that has an adaptive program that's integrating into your body using the materials that have been accumulated over decades and decades of your life. So I always tell people do not use certain devices because any device that can, that can activate or charge these things up will exponentially launch these things. And when they do launch, and they usually do, the person then is in complete, utter misery. And, and they see no hope. And a lot of these devices today are time bombs. So whenever you're looking at anything today, if you're not considering the nano poison you have in your body, okay, and not consider because we all have it. There's nobody who doesn't have it. If you're if you're breathing, eating, or drinking, you have it. You know, and when you're not, and when you got, and when you're considering anything like this, you have to look at that as a factor in whatever you're buying. Because if you buy something and it's charging the body and it's charging it either way, positive or negative. And that nano gets a whap of that energy. It is going to accelerate its networking. You're not going to shut it off by hitting it with energy. You're only going to be able to shut it off by disengaging the operating system and the program. That's the only way. It has an adaptive program. And the adaption of the, those programs allows them to adapt to whatever you hit them with. And they begin to morph. That's a reality that nobody can grasp either. And, and, it's, and it's, uh, that sometimes astounds me. But such is life. So the way I look at it today is, okay, I'm forewarning you. When you're looking at buying vitamins, you got to look at what you're buying. you got to look at things and you got to look at the other ingredients. If you're not looking at the other ingredients, a lot of times you'll be wasting your money because the other ingredients may neutralize or negate what you're buying. Same thing with anything you're doing. You've got to take into consideration today the cumulative effect of your environment for over 60 years or, or longer what you're doing, what you have going on inside, and people, again, are very narrow in this because they see only a symptom. Oh, I got a, I got a stomachache. I got a digestive disorder. I, got, I can't shit. My colon is blocked. I, you know, I have, I'm having a hard time remembering stuff, okay? Because nobody's thinking in terms of, you know, 
Maybe the aluminum in the air is starting to affect my brain. Maybe the lithium in the air is starting to affect my brain. Maybe the manganese in the air is starting to affect my brain. Maybe I need to start thinking in terms of how do I remove the lithium, the aluminum, and the manganese out of my body so my brain will work. Again, nobody thinks that way. Nobody thinks, you know, in terms of soy. Soy having nano nanoparticulates in it, nano silver in it, which again can cause sterility among the male population. The polymer material they spray on the stuff, and the fact that it is a highly phytoestrogenic uh, uh, plant, and it's lo listed in a toxic database in the FDA's uh, database. It's not a food that people should be consuming on any level. You know, it has to be treated and has to be has to be uh, fermented. For quite some time, for it to become safe, and they're no, and they're not fermenting these things. Nowhere is near the time frame that they're supposed to. But again, people have been sold on this idea that this superfood, this plant, is good for you. Causes all kinds of cancers: pancreatic cancer, intestinal cancer, esophageal cancer, stomach cancers. You know, thyroid cancers. Again, nobody pays attention. Nobody reads. Nobody looks at this stuff. And again, it's one of those plants that doesn't even need protection, doesn't need a pesticide. Nothing will go near it anyway, which is an indicator. If nothing will go near it, something is wrong with it. Or it's not meant to be consumed. And people say, well, you know, yeah, shouldn't we, couldn't we eat this stuff? There are certain plants that God put into the, into the environment to act as a natural pesticide to keep the pest under control. That's one of those foods. Ferns are another one, you know. I tell people all the time, would you, you know, would you go out and eat arsenic? And they say, oh, no, I've never touched that. Why are you crazy? Oh, well, I say, every time you eat sprouts, you're eating a lot of arsenic. Again, <laughs> nobody thinks. In small amounts, it's not going to hurt you. But if you, if you, again, accumulate the arsenic in your body, it will eventually have a, a toxic effect on your system. And again, people get hung up in the health food industry because some guru says something and they get onto something and don't realize that sometimes you have to cycle off certain things and cycle back on in order for it not to build up a toxic effect on the body you know but again this is not being propagated properly in the health food industry the health food industry i've been saying for the long longest time it's about 95% bullshit today i've been in this industry in and out of it you know and around it I don't even bother going to a health food store at, uh, anymore because, again, I know most of the stuff they're selling is, you know, waste of money. There are certain things I may still get, but very few, very few. I could probably count on one hand. So, you know, these are things I'm mentioning today because you have to have an overall view of what we are exposed to. Not only what we have been putting into the ground, because you've got to, again, pay attention that over decades and decades of pollutants and poisons that have been accumulated, and again, a lot of your food supply today has got no value, and, it's, and in fact, some of the plants may actually be uh, absorbing those poisons, and then when you eat them, you get sick, whereas 30, 40 years ago, that wouldn't, wasn't the case. But you also got to look at what's going on right now. Right here, right now. Not only did they turn the food supply into a bioweapon, they have turned everything else now into a frequency weapon. By loading the bodies up with nanoparticulates, now frequencies can become very lethal to anybody. 
6G is out there. People still are not caught up yet on 6G. 6G has been here since 1952. And again, they're not caught up on that, not, not uh, seen that. That was the weapon of the government. In order to take somebody out, they just pointed that frequency and took you out. We're not looking at Li-Fi, and we don't really now understand what Li-Fi is, how it can transmit, transmit data through light, and how the optogenetics of that light can affect your genetic code. Again, not very many people are aware of that fact and what that's doing. So all those CFLs that you bought to make Gore rich and shameless, that those lights were designed to break down your genetic code. That's why they propagated it. Every element of your life, everything around you in your environment has been designed to shorten your lifespan. Everything. And this is where you have to start to understand the nature of the war against you and then to come up with countermeasures to neutralize the effect of that war. Till you do that, you will always be sick. Till you do that, you'll always be compromised. Till you do that, you'll always be disabled. That's life. What well, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, on the same token, if you don't do nothing, it eventually will kill you. And a lot of times, the way you're leaving is not very is not a very pleasant, peaceful death either. And I'm not saying this to be ominous. I'm just trying to get a clear perspective across the board so that you begin, and some of you say, well, this is overwhelming. Yeah, it is overwhelming. But you got to start somewhere. You got to start somehow. So, you know, on the same token, some of you might say, well, there's nothing we can really do. I say, oh, there's lots you can do. First and foremost, learn your adversary. Understand what your adversary is trying to do. Second, look at your food supply. Find places where you're buying your food that has high nutritional value. The organic means nothing. How it's, where it's grown, how it's grown is going to be the determining factor. Third, if you can't find something, use what you have at this moment in time and start growing your own stuff indoors. Indoors. To minimize exposure from the environment. Fourth, if you're going to use supplements, use things that have a high uh, genetic protective effect. I was just looking at, uh, uh, for instance, marigold or calendula. Calendula has an anti-genotoxic effect. In other words, it can help protect your genes. Imagine that. <coughs> Vitamin C, ascorbic acid, can reverse telomere damage. If telomeres get shorter, you die faster. You know, these are uh, zinc and selenium produce SOD, which again supports the glutathione effect. NAC and vitamin C can help increase glutathione, you know, more effectively than using glutathione. These are things you need to understand in order to best defend yourself. These are things you can do locally. Okay, knowing that my adversary is trying to kill me, even with technology, minimize the cell phone. If you can get rid of a cell phone and get back into a landline or VOIP, get back to that. How many of you really need a cell phone? Think about this for one minute. How many are just using a cell phone for just games and toys? And once in a while, you know, you're in the store and you call back, I'm looking for a blah, da, dee. Where is it? What does it look like? How many of you are actually using these type of phones? You know, how often? You know, learn not to become dependent on technology. 
This is something everybody needs to get back. We never had cell phones growing up. We had an old dial-up. And if somebody called you and you weren't home, they called you back. And then we got, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, an answering machine. Then we had this other thing, I forget what it's called, but it would, a beeper or whatever. You hung on your belt and the number would show up and go to find the phone and make a call. We never relied on technology like we're doing today. I can see sometimes where a cell phone can become useful. In other words, if you drive, going on a long trip, going on vacation, or going some, to some other place and your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere, you can call, you know, AAA or whatever you got to help, uh, again, grab your car and take you to a garage. I can see where that can have a benefit, but that, how often does that happen? You know, so like I said, do not rely on technology. And I, and I assure you, if they get their 15-minute city, you won't need a cell phone. You'll be under total surveillance anyway. You won't need it. They may even take that away from give you back a landline. Because your apartments, your houses, your rooms will all be, you know, monitoring you. And when you shit, when you piss, when you fart, when you take a shower. You know, they gotta, they're going to watch you. are going to watch your nitrogen content. They're going to watch your carbon content. This guy took 10 shits today. Oh, my gosh, look at the nitrogen content coming out of this guy. we got to stop that, you know. <laughs> Lock his money down. He won't be able to eat for a couple of days. That'll clear it up. <laughs> how would you like to have had that in your life? Be told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And if you don't do it or, if you, or you're still becoming a problem, we just now disengage your finances from you since you're now connected and you are the, you are the currency. See, this is important. And you know what? That's going to backfire on them too. That is so going to backfire on them. Because if people become the currency, then what's going to wind up happening, governments across the planet are going to encourage uh, everyone to increase the babies in the household. We're going to go back to having 20 and 30 kids at a time. Are you women ready for that? Ba -ba -ba -boom. <laughs> Get your motor running. <laughs> <laughs> plunk, another one, plunk, another one. Because the way that's going to work, if your country's currency is based on the population, then the more people you have, the more wealth you, you have. Like I said, this is going to backfire on them big time. They want to get the population down to, what, a half a billion people. You know, they're trying to get it down to from seven, well, five, whatever, I think we're at five billion now. Five billion down to 600 million, 500 million. Man, everyone's going to be broke. <laughs> people money idea wasn't such a good idea. Maybe we should go back to petrol. There's more petrol than people. <laughs> Let's go back and get the gold, you know, whatever. You know, so like I said, and then again, if you're a woman... Most women, by that time, will not be able to uh, have babies. Most, of, most women will be, will be born sterile. That's their intent. Most guys will be born sterile. Well, you may have the equipment, and it may work. Maybe it will work. Maybe it won't. But all you're going to be doing is shooting blanks. There ain't going to be nothing, coming, nothing that's going to be able to produce anything. There was one sci-fi show. They, you know, they caught a guy, and... Uh, that was involved in the um, population culling. And in there they said it wasn't about killing people. It was about stopping a generation or two from producing babies. 
By doing that, it would eliminate any more growth on the planet and it would remove a huge sector of the population, allowing the planet's resources to rebuild and restore. That's what they're doing right now. They want you to eat crickets. Pretty soon they're going to tell you to eat shit. We're going to recycle your shit so you can eat and get that protein that you shat out your arse. That's, you know, this is where this is going. This is what they're intending. You know, that the human, I shouldn't say human, that the, that the people will become nothing but recyclable um, uh, units that will literally eat their own shit to keep the, again, and everyone will do it because they're going to do their part. I'm going to do my part to keep the environmental environment clean. I'm going to eat my own shit. Yay! <laughs> Doesn't that sound appetizing? Ooh. <laughs> Look, that cricket came out, didn't digest. <laughs> I'll eat it again. <laughs> I know, it sounds a little gruesome. I get it. But that's... This is how inverted the thinking is. Instead of being innovative and allowing the things that we needed to have in order to have evolved, the free energy devices that have been out there regarding to you know, propulsion and moving of, of vehicles, using hydrogen instead of petrol, having self-recharging automobiles that emit no emissions other than magnetic fields, which again could be just as bad, you know, having um, turbine engines rather than inter uh, internal combustion engines, engines that don't need mo too many moving parts that could last 30 and 40 years rather than five or six. This consumerism that they got us on under the Reagan administration is insanity. The amount of trees have been cut down, the, the amount of... of uh, uh, damage was done to the environment in order to, for the consumer to have the goods that they wanted to buy. They made money cheap so that people would spend and spend and spend and they spent us into an environmental disaster. Now in order to, to curtail the environmental disaster now you have to stop all spending. And now you have to be regulated and you have to have uh, uh, restrictions, you know, rationing in order to get, uh, to get things to some level. And that will take decades to do this under the, current, under the current methods that we're using today and under the current aristocrats that own everything today, you know, the billionaires, they're not going to surrender their power for the sake of the planet. They want everybody to commit suicide. Where are they in line? Where is Klaus Schwab in line in regarding to committing suicide? How about Trudeau since this, and the Parliament of Canada? Since they're so gun-ho to write books to give to children... So you can teach them about suicide and implement that into their head. So by the time they reach puberty and don't know what it, which end is up anymore, because that's part of puberty, not be, being confused and then working and resolving that and, and strengthening that out, you know, on your own. That develops the backbone you need to get through life. So instead of doing that, here's here's a book on how you can end that and no and no longer have to feel the things you're feeling. 
Oh, what a deal. What a deal. You know, that's what our, the, go the government of Canada is doing. So I, you know, and I, and I say, where are the parliamentaries? Are they the first in line? Is the Premier of Ontario the first one in line going to commit suicide? How about the Premier of Quebec? How about the one in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and PEI and Newfoundland? How about the one in Manitoba and Saskatchewan? You know, Alberta, B, uh, uh, BC. BC, do you know what BC did today or is doing? BC is changing the rental rules. A friend of mine sent me this. So now... Before, foreign investors couldn't buy, you know, uh, a certain type of uh, housing or apartments because uh, they, they wanted to maintain that control in B.C. Now they relinquished that control. And they're relinquishing all the protection as well. So if somebody from, let's say, China comes over to uh, B.C. and they buy an apartment building, they can kick everybody out of that apartment building. You have no say. None. This is a prototype of things to come in Ontario. They're going to change the laws across the board so that any foreign national can come over here, buy whatever they want to buy, and if they don't want you in that apartment, they can kick you out. Imagine that. Europeans and second-generation Europeans and third-generation Europeans have built the country, and now they're going to be thrown out in the street. Welcome to Canada, eh? <laughs> the land where Canadians get treated like shit. But that's Canada. <laughs> that's what's happening. That's what's happening in this country. Well, in this corporation. Because it sure as hell ain't a country anymore. And we better start thinking in is what is going on here. And how we're being subjugated right out of our own country. Kids are being taught about suicide. What was it, two years ago? They were being taught about masturbation and watching their fathers masturbate and watching the mothers and fathers having sex and then talking, teaching them about gay sex and, and how, to, how, to, how to masturbate, how to have oral sex. These are, this, is, this is preschool. This is, you know, elementary school that they were doing this. That was two years ago here in Canada. You know, and it's been going downhill ever since. This is a country that has sold its soul to Moloch and Baal. It's, you know, this is, this is a form of Baal worship. Human sacrifice. I shouldn't say human sacrifice. People sacrifice. I wonder sometimes in my mind, I think in these terms. So you might think I'm a little crazy, but that's okay. I am a little crazy. But I sometimes wonder in my mind how many people are real people that God created putting God's DNA operating system in, and how many people are alive today that have been created by a, a lab, a laboratory. You know, there's that verse in John 3, John 3 where one must be born of water and the Spirit, indicating that's God's, <clears throat> God's uh, handprint on us, whoever, whoever us are, because the other ones are being born in incubators. You know, they're being, I mean, look at that one company that had all those kids in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, a plexiglass contain, containment. And they were now being fed through their, uh, through a synthetic umbilical cord, you know, environmentally controlled. Maybe they're being born of water or some sort of uh, 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 amino, amino peptide complex, 
But where is the spirit? They're only and they're only and they're being programmed genetically. That's where we are at today. So I often wonder, you know, because growing up in my life, I've, I've seen certain things about people that I often thought really odd. How they had absolutely no con no soul, no conscience, what could do things without batting an eye, violent things, cruel things, you know, uh, disrespectful things, and I often wonder sometimes, you know, how they, how they could do that. Now I know, because they may not have been real people; they may have come out of a lab. And they may have been inserted into society to disrupt and, and corrupt society. Sometimes that's what it appears to me. That's what it appears to me. Some people, you know, they, they get married and they think they've gotten somebody because they got the, they get hit with a pheromone wave, you know, and then they get involved in a relationship or whatever they're involved with, and it turns out they get abused, mishandled beaten, you know, degraded, uh, degraded, without any compulsion, uh, without any compassion. And it makes me wonder if that, ha the reason why so many problems in marriage is a result of this mismatching of life and synthetic life. It makes me wonder. It does make me wonder, you know, how many people have integrated with somebody or that they thought was somebody and may have not been somebody at all. It's not that far-fetched today. And this cloning has been going on since the early 1900s in North America. Nothing new. Uh, there's a movie out if you want to see the actual methodology in regarding how they're doing that. It's the boys from Brazil. They actually, what they did, they were showing a rabbit and how they taken this uh, egg from a rabbit Blasted with an ultraviolet light, removing the genetic code in that in that uh, egg, and then incorporating a new gen genome into that uh, egg, and then firing an electrical charge. That's essentially what you're doing when you're having sex. You're basically powering each other up, where the seed and the egg are now being charged, so that when they do make contact, life begins. And they were showing through genetics there, how they were doing the same thing. So you had a white rabbit, and they took the genetic code of a black rabbit, and the white rabbit uh, egg produced black rabbits. All cloned. So if you want to see that reality, it's there. It's not fiction. It's real science. They entertained us. They entertained us with it. Imagine that. Science playing God. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Look look at the wonders of science. Science was never meant to do this. Science was meant to study and understand how things worked and so that we would uh, work with God's creation, not trying to control it. Not this way anyway. You know, the... Um, the argument is oh, on cloning always boils down to certain things. A, let's say you get into a car accident and you lost your leg. Now they can take uh, your genetic code and clone that leg and reattach it. 
There's no rejection. You got both legs. Everything's hunky-dory. That all sounds really good and wonderful, and it has, a, it has a very positive spin to it. But the problem with that is, is the same technology now can manufacture soldiers by platoons. Heartless soldiers that have been programmed to go and kill in the field. Robots that you can program to work with these, these synthetic life forms. Marvel Comics used to call them LMDs. LMDs. And they were talking about LMDs back in the 60s in the comic books. LMD stands for Life Model Decoy. These were robotoids that looked exactly like the person, but had an operating system or a program installed into them. This was being, I was reading about this as a kid. By the time I was 11, 12 years old, I, was already, I already knew about this. Today, it's a reality. It was probably a reality back then, too, because that's how they were, again, getting the information out through media, and, and, and the media we had was television and books and comic books and movie houses and radio. So a lot of the stories that I was reading most of the time was all about science and some of the science. And I used to think, wow, this is so cool. I used to think Superman was so cool. But when you look at Superman, he's nothing but a genetic construct. Okay, and he comes from the house of El, which means he's, he's it's Satan. But they inverted that. Made Superman a superhero rather than a super... Because anything that would have that kind of power... Coming to a planet where there's nothing on the planet that can stop, um, stop that, stop anything that uh, that entity could do, he would conquer the planet within a day, and he would subject the whole planet under his thumb. That would be the reality. But the fantasy was, well, he had parents, you know, they were somewhat, you know, farmers, and they had certain values, and they and they, and they propagated those values to. The child and the child held on to those values, you know, because he was raised in love. Well, how many of you, when you were 13 years old and broke puberty, became, became a hell raiser? <laughs> Think about it, you know. And the reason why we became hell raisers, because for the, for the 13 years before we got there, got to puberty, or 11 years, depending if you're an early bloomer, we had accumulated all this programming from television and the media. So by the time we reached that point, we were hardwired with some bad programming. That's why things went the way they did. So here we are today, you know, dealing with accumulative effects that have led us to where we are at right now where doors and portals are being opened into to other dimensions, and a war on this planet is going to be uh, visibly evident. Right now, people don't think about it that way, but it's going to be visibly evident. So, I, and I will leave you on that note. Check the links out. There's a lot of good links on there. I actually put a movie on there, The Sixth Day. The Sixth Day tells you what... They get part of what the game is in regarding to people and how easy people can be replaced today. If you look at our politicians today, think twice if you think those are real politicians if they haven't been potentially replaced. So again, 
Bon Appetit on the movie. All righty, as I say at the end of these shows, I'm going to wind it down. Read your Gospels. Read what Jesus had to say. Read uh, the book of Revelations. It's, again, it's a cliffhanger. It's a hard book to read, but it's one that you need to under, you know, read and at least be exposed to. Read the uh, rest of the rest of the Gospels. You know, check things out. See, like I said, when you read the Gospels, like I said, I just point out something that's genetic. Just in John three, one must be born of water and the Spirit. Now the language is different, but basically it's talking about the birthing process of a fetus, one that ha that God DNA has put in, and that would be the criteria. Imagine that genetics right there in that verse. But you got to know what to look for. Alrighty, also on my page, I got a lot of people up on the top that are doing something to help people out. I encourage you all to, uh, you know, support those people. You got Fiona, you got Yanni, you got Cherie, you got Fire Medicaid, and you got myself. You know, and there's other people there too. So I encourage you all to help anybody out. You know, if you need help, give them a, get a contact whoever you like. Uh, if you can support them, do so. If you can't, don't worry about it. Share the information, share the data, share the shows. Alrighty. We're still here by the by you know by the grace of God. Remember that. So till the next segment to your health. Take care and remember there'll be a show later on today in about 14 hours, six o'clock. We'll be doing a live stream. Alright, take care. <laughs>